Hello and welcome to Very Excellent Habits, the podcast that helps you create little habits for a big life. I'm Carly Jacobs, writer and mostly sensible habit maker. This episode inspiration comes from an old friend who listens to the show and she asked for a whole episode on recommendations. So I've roped in my good friend Chrissy from Hair Romance and this episode we're just going to talk about our favorite things. Welcome Chrissy. Hello, I'm so excited to be back. It's so nice to chat to you. So I usually start the show with recommendations, but this whole episode is going to be recommendations. So why don't I just ask how your week has been instead? Oh, it has actually been a very packed week. Uh, it's start, the start of the Christmas party season and I haven't been in my house very much, which after the year and last year has felt a lot, but it's been really fun. And I also went to a finger lime farm which was fascinating. So it's that's what I mean. It's been a very interesting week. I don't know why I find finger limes. They sound so dirty for some reason. I just, I don't know whether or not I've just got a smutty brain, but every time someone says finger lime, I'm like, ugh. They are, they're, it's, they're a strange fruit. It's an, if you haven't seen a finger lime, Google a picture, but they look like a finger when they're growing on the tree. And then you snap them open and they are full of these little caviar type pearls of the most delicious citrus. It's a native Australian lime. And there's lots of different varieties of them as well, which I didn't realize. And they're amazing. And this guy does a lot with them, but he also makes them into gin, of course, which is why we were there. And it was fascinating. Absolutely fascinating. Do they taste like in my head, they taste just like lime. Do they taste like lime? They do. And they've yeah. got like a delicious sensory pop as well. So mm. they're really fun to eat and they, yeah, amazing. So like, cause I know that key lime doesn't taste like lime. Is that right? Key lime's like, isn't it? That's like an American. Yeah. It's like a kind of sweet one. I always think like a Maya lemon is like a cross between a, um, like a much sweeter lemon. Oh, righto. Yeah. I don't know. There's and like, so yeah, we looked at the difference between those like, um, uh, and the, even the leaves smell different because he has quite a lot of other plants there, but he grows Tahitian limes and the leaves are a lot softer, but compared to like a uh, Makrut lime, which is like a kaffir lime that has that, um, the cat, the Tahitian lime leaves taste really limey. Whereas that, um, Makrut lime is amazing. That Thai, that Thai style lime. Which I is really love kaffir lime leaves. They're so hard to get because we live in the snow and they're very much a tropical thing. So they're hard to get here. I mean, they keep really well, but just getting your hands on them in the first place is really hard. But I love kaffir lime. So good. But yeah. Anyway, weird segue into the world of limes. <laughs> Let's jump straight into the good stuff. So Chrissy, what is the best movie that you have watched recently? I had to really think for this because I've definitely been stuck in a bit of a TV cycle throughout this year but I just before lockdown I went to the movies and I saw the most amazing documentary it's called the uh oh actually I had to write it down it's called the truffle the truffle hunters and the truffle hunters is set in Italy and it follows these old men in Piedmonte searching for the elusive white truffle of Alba this little tiny town and they are so secretive about where they hunt and they have this special bond with their dogs so it's this incredible prized dogs and these weird old guys hiding secretly out there and then this cross like compared to the you know high-end world of truffles and and that sort of sketchy business I loved it definitely recommend so so stunning don't you just love weird little subcultures like that that you had no idea existed and then you watch a movie about it and you're like wow this is someone's whole life and I literally didn't even know it was a thing it's amazing. Like the start of the season, they take the dogs to church to be blessed. Oh. It is. 
<laughs> what type of dogs are they? Is it like a breed or it has to just be like a particular dog that is just good at truffle hunting? No, there are a few kind of like sort of pointer style, but they have to also be the kind of dog that when they do find it, because a scratch in the truffle reduces its value. So they have to be like a gentle dog that will find it, but not scratch it. I feel it like is. I'm going to cry. Oh. Like this special, special secret soul dog that's going to be able and to they, buy the truffle. They And the dogs of the part, like they are like, it's incredible. And the they had to work a really long time to be able to get even into these guys because they're so secretive and it's really, really amazing. Oh my God, that's amazing. So how did they film it without like giving away the location? Well, they, uh, there's actually one thing that we'll, I will give it away, but it's incredible. They um, had to be sort of taken sometimes in, the, in a van, unknowing to where they were. <laughs> like blindfolded. And, yeah. <laughs> and it's, yeah. And then they also did this other scene, which I won't give away, but because you, you, I recommend watching it, but it's really good. It's really good. Oh, that sounds lovely. Um, so, what did you? What, what movie have you watched? Oh, my my favorite movie. So, the the movie that we watched recently was called No Way Out, and it's a really really old movie. So, our movie buff mate Geordie, um, he's been on the podcast before and has recommended like a whole bunch of movies and stuff. I love that episode. I took notes. Oh, it was so good. Like his his list of movies is so good, and he's really good at not being like you know how some people recommend movies and they just recommend popular movies or movies that everyone else liked like him and his partner they are both movie buffs and they watch heaps and heaps of movies and are just really good at categorizing them and like picking good ones for particular people so his partner jessa is really into erotic thrillers and so that's like um uh disclosure and um uh a single white female doesn't technically count um what's the glenn close one a oh, fatal, uh, fatal attraction attraction yeah it is so good i'd never watched it and she was like have you watched it and i said no and she's like do yourself a favor and watch it and i was like oh isn't this like a weird 80s movie that's just like a bit weird do i really want to watch it to the listeners at home if you have not watched fatal attraction do yourself a favor and watch it it is easily one of the best movies i've watched anyway so we forced geordie to watch Waterworld when he came to visit because he'd never seen it before and it's it, that's the type of movie that you hate watch because it's just so bizarre and strange uh, we love it and we watch it on tv all the time but it's definitely like in the vein of a hate watch and while we were on the topic of Kevin Costner he was like you need to watch No Way Out and it is a so it's it's like a political psychological thriller it's got Kevin Costner like from the 80s in it and it is mesmerizing so it's from 1987 but it is just so good and it's got Iman in it you know David oh, Bowie's yeah. beautiful wife yes she's just stunning it's 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 just unbelievable and we were just we were just enthralled the entire time and I want to say more about it but I won't if anyone who has seen No Way Out wants to talk to me about it please do because it was um yeah it's it's such a good movie so okay. um, yeah I'm writing that down to watch. Um, after Geordie's episode, I also watched Train to Busan, and that oh, was incredible. It was so good. And I'm one of those people that I heard <laughs> Train to Busan. I'm like, that sounds really boring. So I need someone to tell me that a boring-sounding movie isn't actually boring <laughs> and make me watch it. Like, I, I'm just, yeah. And also, I've, I struggle. So, so your truffle one, is that subtitled? It is, but there isn't a lot of dialogue. It's yeah. very visually beautiful and it kind of guides you through the story. So you, you do need to read the subtitles, but you're not missing too much. 
Yeah. See, I'm I'm a bit in two minds about subtitles because like I so subtitles don't put me off a movie, but because I crochet, I it, it's a different experience watching a movie that has subtitles. And also, a lot of people can't read that fast as well. So subtitled movies are often it's not necessarily a case of oh I don't watch subtitled movies. It's sometimes it's not available to people as well. So I always like if there is a movie that has subtitles, I like to say it's got subtitles so that you know you can use your discretion as to how you want to watch that <laughs> funnily enough speaking, speaking of subtitles have you watched squid game yes yes this has been so fascinating asking people how they watched it so ben and i started watching it dubbed and it just it didn't line up well enough for us so we just quit doing that and watched it subtitled my parents did both they watched it dubbed and subtitled Actually, to be honest, we did too because we heard that there were huge subtitle issues with both language versions, ah. that the Korean subtitles were wrong, that the English subtitles were wrong, and that there's a lot of context with the words chosen that gave that didn't. So ah. what they, so we really enjoyed watching it with both because we could understand that, like, the, one example they gave, because I, I read an article that they said um, they call him old man, but old man is also a polite term to anyone older like older brother and it's a term of respect so it it translates really badly in the subtitles i see right and but this the but sometimes they would say pal and the and the uh, subtitle would say old man so it was i i I saw at the moments that they didn't match what i was trying to pick up in the subtext of the actual correct version because the they Netflix did not do subtitles well. No, 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 they don't. No. Oh, that's a really good insight because I was have, I've had a few conversations of, around Squid Game with subtitles and people's different journeys with it. And um, yeah, so that's that's good intel. It was a random one. I, normally, I would watch it uh, subtitled, uh, but and I would rarely watch it dubbed. But I did enjoy, and I think the choice of voice is always like can change how you see a character definitely so it's dubbed ones is always difficult but uh i liked to hear the difference of how they could deliver it to fit the actual mouth moving and what they would actually put on the screen because somewhere in between the two was the correct translation oh that's so interesting yeah if anyone's listening at home and they had a different way that they watch squid game i'd love to hear it if you watch squid game if you haven't you should it's good it's harrowing though yeah, it's, it's, it's intense, intense, but it is really, really good. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. So uh, what about books? What's the best book that you've read recently? I have been reading a lot, which is good for me this year. I didn't read that much last year, but this year I discovered Taylor Jenkins Reid. And I have just read a lot of her books and really enjoyed most of them, actually. But I wanted to recommend My Year of Living Vulnerably by Rick Morton. He is an Australian journalist and it's just such a beautiful, open-hearted book. I read his memoir, which is called A Hundred Years of Dirt. And that was, someone said that they found trouble reading that one, but I really liked the country Queensland story that I didn't have any relationship to like I didn't understand what that was like at all so I found that an interesting read but his next book was just so sweet and endearing kind of research based but also real and I just loved his his way and his it left it left me feeling hopeful but also really realistic and I really enjoyed it 
I've heard really, really wonderful things about um, Rick Morton. You're like the third person to recommend both of those books to me. So I definitely have to add them to my list. Oh, and one little extra one I have to add in, which is The Midnight Library by Matt Haig. Um, Sorry, I can never pick one. And this one is a really great fiction um, with a really, really clever concept. And I enjoyed this one a lot. I am so glad you said that one because I read it a couple of weeks ago. And I think I've recommended it in the newsletter, but it was so, so good. I read it for two. I've got two book clubs. Both book clubs, someone random picked it for for both of them. I think not random. I picked it for one of them, and then somebody else picked it for the other one. But it was so so good, and it was like, yeah, it was just really good about yeah about living like with with regret and thinking about how your life could have been different if you chose a different path. And the conclusion to it was just so um, so lovely. Like there was no right way. To, to live your life and it was just every like everyone I've spoken to who's read that book has been like it made me feel awful about life at the beginning and then just really very comforted by it at the end it was comforting and it was the whole you're always in the right place at the right time that everything is at the right time which is such a it is comforting to read and I just thought it was such a clever concept I really liked it and what about you Carly apart from your what else from your book clubs or what else have you read well, I'm deep in Sally Hepworth town. Have you read any Sally Hepworth? I haven't read any of her books. Oh, you have to. They're real beach read books, which is, I feel, okay, I feel really weird saying that Sally Hepworth books are good beach reads because I feel like that's kind of like, it's almost a derogatory way to ex- to describe a book, but that's not the way I mean it. Like her books are really good. There's usually some sort of like a a mystery like there'll be like a murder at the beginning and then you know you'll try to figure out how it happened and all this kind of stuff um her uh, I've gone way back to her early work and um it's still really good but she's just knocking it out of the park with her last couple of years of books so I'm halfway through her latest one I think it got released just a couple of months ago called The Younger Wife um and it's 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 I'm not done with it yet but it is absolutely delivering so if you want something to read on holiday anything by Sally Hepworth totally worth your time it's the type of book where like you start reading it and then you just kind of stop your life until you finish reading it because it's so good and like that's huge for me because I have a toddler so I just like sometimes I'll just put the tv on her favorite thing to do I'll put the tv on she'll lie on like I'll lie on my back and she'll be on my tummy and I'll be reading while she's watching tv and I'm like this is heaven this is the greatest thing that's ever happened. And it lasts about 15 minutes, so that's good. And then she, you know, requires my attention. But 15 yeah. minutes is a long time for a toddler. That is amazing. It and is. And I totally agree with you. Like, for me, a beach read has to put me in a good enough mood. I don't want to be – and to me, it's not a derogatory term either. It's like something I can spend hours reading. I don't want to put down, and it leaves me feeling good because I'm on holidays and I want to feel good. So it's like a good escapism read in a regular week as well. Absolutely. And it's like, I, I feel that way about um, like uh, Leanne Moriarty books. It's the, it's the same kind of thing where you, where you want to get back into it or there's, there's like a big cliffhanger and you need to find out what, what's going to happen. Uh, so favorite TV show that you've watched recently. Okay. So yes, uh, I didn't write down Squid Game when I was thinking about this, but that definitely was great. Um, I have feel like a lot of my recommendations are quite British focused and I think that's Probably so something I'm always. <laughs> but um, I've really got into Taskmaster. And I love Taskmaster. Oh, it's so good. It is so funny. And like every season just brings new joy with our new cast. And it's so absurd. It's just a series of comedians doing weird, pointless tasks, kind of embarrassing themselves, just being hilarious. And I love it. I can't stop watching it. 
Yeah, if, if to the listeners listening, if you haven't watched Taskmaster, can, can you get it on Netflix? Uh, it's some on SBS and some yeah. on um, Binge and Foxtel. Yeah, it's such it's such a delightful show. It's brilliant, so clever, so simple, so clever. And there's a show on Stan called This Country, which is a little bit of a mockumentary style, like kind of like The Office, um, but it stars Daisy May Cooper as this like random like lost. Uh, 20-year-old in a Cotswold village and it's like the reality of life in the Cotswolds which is like the picture-perfect part of England where everybody go like um, but they film all the TV series it's rich it's, it's a beautiful area but it's kind of showing that underside of it and it is so well done and the more I watched it the more I realized how brilliant they are in it because it's perfect it is like absolute perfect takeoff of British life I love it have you been to the Cotswolds? Yes, it is beautiful. You go there to do a, uh, you go there to do a walk and to have tea, and it is beautiful, absolutely stunning. And but this is like behind the cobbled front street of, of beautiful houses and shops. This is like the real life behind it. That sounds right up my alley. Um, so my favourite TV show I've been watching recently is called How To With John Wilson, and that is on HBO. And it's produced by Nathan Fielder of Nathan For You. You put me onto this. I loved that show. It was so good. Nathan For You is so weird because so many people haven't heard of it. And then you tell them about it and they're like, what is this show? It's, <laughs> it's just if you haven't watched Nathan For You, it's just this bizarre show where he's a comedian and he kind of masquerades as a business development guy and he does all these things to change these businesses and it's mockumentary style is that no is it is that mockumentary would you say I tell you I could not figure out who was in on it who wasn't it yeah is so weird it's brilliant like all the people in it are real and like Nathan it, it, it's very it's a very odd show but it's so so funny so this how to with John Wilson has the same kind of bizarre charm about it um and it's an odd show because it's filmed by one guy so it's very YouTube style so it's like everything's filmed from his point of view and you don't see a lot of him you just hear him um but yeah if you've never watched Nathan for you start there if not come come into um John Wilson because it's just it's just charming and lovely it's kind of like a love hate letter to New York which is um yeah it's 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 really really good another show I'm loving at the moment is um what we do in the shadows me too ah do you love that (laughs) I love it so much it's so funny so uh what we do in the shadows is a that's mockumentary as well so it's um it's a show about vampires that live in New York, but it's got Matt Berry from Toast of London and it's directed by Taika Waitiki and Jermaine Clement, who's from Flight of the Concords. And it is just so, so funny. And um, oh, have you watched Stathlet's Flats? No. Okay, so um, have you watched uh, Fleabag? Yes, absolutely. You yeah. know the guy with the teeth? that she dates yeah yeah so he is in uh Stathlet's flats and he's got a sister in it and the sister is the one who plays Nadia in what we do in the shadows and their brother and sister in real life oh no way and they're so so funny so she plays his sister so Stath it's, it's really hard to say it's Stathlet's flats and he's a guy that lets flats in London and it is hysterical. It is so funny. Um, so yeah, if you're if you're into kind of weird British Kiwi humour, 
what we do in the shadows is just so, so funny. And Matt Berry is just a genius. I can't get enough of him. It's so good. Because, you know, it was originally a movie. It was, yeah. Yeah, but I feel like they've improved it with a TV show, which is rare. Absolutely. So, and, it, they've, and the uh, energy vampire is such a great... Oh, my God. He's so amazing. There's a character in it that – so they have, like, regular vampires and then there's just an energy vampire in there as well. And he's just this, like, really dull dude that just, like, saps everyone's energy. <laughs> it is so funny. It's, I, where, where are we watching that? I never know because I don't use – I don't – I'm not in charge of the shows. And just, like, they just appear in front of me. So I never know where I'm watching them. Oh, I forget as well. Jim found that one. Might be SBS again. Maybe uh, SBS. I'll double check. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, Will. If, if anyone really needs to know, let us know. But it is what we do <laughs> in the shadows. So what about best podcast? Uh, okay. So following on from my bizarre recommendation of this country, if you like that, I have a really strange comedy podcast to recommend. It's called the St. El- Elwick's <laughs> Neighborhood Association Newsletter Podcast. <laughs> And uh, I kind of discovered it through Taskmaster as well because Mike Wozniak is behind it and he is on one of the later episodes of Taskmaster, later series. And he's a comedian and it's about a newsletter, about a fake village in England that runs out of money to print the newsletter. So he decides he's going to read it out on a podcast and you're only allowed to listen to it if you're from the town. And if you're from somewhere else, you shouldn't be listening. Please turn it off immediately. And it is... It's really stupid, but I really love it. And we were listening to it on a road trip. And uh, I think it's just all of that British comedy is so well done. It's so the attention to detail is just fantastic. And the and he brings on people to interview and the little goings on in the village uh, is fantastic. I reckon I would love that because I live in a very, very tiny town with a population of like 350 people. And we have a monthly newsletter that um, gets, you know, printed out and you can pick it up from the post office. And I absolutely love it. Ours is actually really, really lovely. It's full of recipes and local things and stuff. But every time I send someone a present, I send them our local newsletter and it's just charming. So I <laughs> I think that that's it's like the charmness and the weird because we have a little local community notice board in our suburb and it's always full of fantastic notes sometimes passive aggressive I just love it so we often send pictures of that to our friends being like look at what's happening on the notice board it's great I absolutely love a notice board we actually had a really funny one where um a local business I'm gonna be very careful about mentioning anyone here but a um a local business oh no 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 I've got an even better story this is my this is my great one so um we got some local cases in it in the town like nearest to us and then um someone was like I won't say exactly where I live but we'll just call it small town and someone was like oh did you hear that the latest local case is from small town and I was like oh my god seriously and this I heard this from somebody else and then I went back to small town where I live and told everyone I was like the latest case was from small town and 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 this happened and they went here and they did this and blah 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 so this is COVID and I'm just like yeah and they blah 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 and then we got our like small town email because you have to sign up to it and there's someone in charge of it and we got this email that was like a public notice we've contacted the um the the local department and there has been no cases in small town despite the rumors the the local case was not from small town you can rest assured everything's fine you don't need to stop doing this so like whatever whatever rumor happened the local case is not from small town and i was like i read it i was like that was me i'm the one that told everyone i told literally everyone (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the case was from, was from our town. And I was like, 
yeah, guys, stop spreading that rumor. So I had to go around to literally everyone that I told. I was like, sorry. Stop spreading that rumor. It's not true. I apologize. So, yeah. So that was my, that was my funny, my funny small town, uh, small town story. I love it. I've got to confess as well. I, one of my lockdown uh, distractions was getting super involved in our local Facebook group and just my partner Jim refuses to join it but he loves the gossip so every day I would give him like a highlight reel of what's been happening and it's all the same stuff but just complaining about a noisy car um, moving boxes complaints is the NBN working but then also stranger things it gets brilliant yeah we've got the same thing just like the the local community page is just out of control they they replaced um recently they replaced a historic water fountain that was defunct and hadn't been used in 60 years with like this really sleek looking modern one lost like the the town just lost it like it was you know oh you know we're losing the sanctity of our heritage and everyone else is just like it's just a water fountain guys can you calm down and then all of these people were just like have you seen how london is you know modernizing while still holding on to their heritage well we're not in london and it was just okay everyone needs to take a chill pill and yeah honestly if you if you do have a local community facebook group it's just worth it to join for for the yucks alone but do you have a useful podcast recommendation? I do. I do. I, I actually need better podcast recommendations because I, I don't actually listen to that many podcasts at the moment because I don't have a commute. Our commute's so short. Uh, and like I go for a walk every day, but that's just one podcast. So I've kind of gone from in my previous life listening to maybe like four hours of podcasts a day to maybe half an hour max. Um, so I mention this every week, but it's maintenance phase, uh, and the hosts are Aubrey and Mike, and they debunk diet and weight loss culture, but on this like massive deep dive level. So they do all of this research and like the history of things, and it's just it's funny and informative. The latest episode they did is on vibrators, and it is just so funny. I'm just like laughing to myself while I'm going for a walk. You have to subscribe. I just it's one of those ones where I'm like I just wish you would do one of these every day. Like they're that good. I have subscribed ever since you mentioned it and I love it. I think it is such a clever, funny, like insightful podcast. I really, it's a great recommendation. Oh, it's so good. And I also just love how inclusive it is. Like it's just, oh, I love it. It's amazing. I'm so glad you like it. Um, so let's talk clothing. What are you, what are you wearing and buying clothing wise these days? That's an interesting one because it's not a lot. I have felt that my way to be more sustainable was actually to wear what I already had. So I've been shopping my wardrobe a lot and trying to buy secondhand. So I discovered Depop, which is like eBay for teens. Me too. And I, I discovered it. it too. It's really good. I, I went to my brother's 40th on the weekend and I found a navy sequined jumpsuit to wear because it was carnival theme and it was like 20 bucks and it was, yeah, amazing. I love it because I heard someone describe eBay as Depop for old people. <laughs> <laughs> so now I call Depop eBay for teens. <laughs> and though I did just, I did get something new. I got a little tiny wallet from a brand called Bon Maxi, which is a Brisbane based brand. And I also got a handbag from them as well. And But the wallet especially is fantastic because it's tiny. I know you have totally minimized your wallet, but this is like, if you're going to have a wallet, I'm in that next stage where I still like carrying a few cards around and it is perfect and excellent quality and super cute and a local brand. So very nice. Lovely. 
And what and what have you been shopping? I always covet your jumpsuits. Where are you finding them? <laughs> so my two are um, Elk and Yivu are my two top brands. But I'm the same as you. I'm just like not buying that much stuff anymore. Um, but yeah, so the both of these brands, the ethical natural fibers and like bold patterns. And um, I actually had one of those things where so Elk released this jumpsuit that's like black and it's got kind of white squiggles all over it. And I saw it ages ago and I was like, oh my God, I'm definitely buying that. And I was like, I'm going to wait for it to go on sale. And then I checked on it like two days later and it was totally sold out. I was like, oh my God, I was devastated. I was just kind of like, I was not expecting this. And I'm really familiar with the way that elk clothing sells and I've usually got a little bit of time before it totally goes and I was like oh my god and then they restocked two days before Black Friday and then I was like if I buy this now it's going to be on sale like in two days like how what am I going to do and I went you know what I'm buying it what did you do I bought it full price and I'm like I'm like I'm buying it full price because I like this brand and I want this jumpsuit and I missed out on it last time so I paid full price and then they didn't participate in Black Friday so I was like suckers that was such a good idea it's rewarded I always feel like often sales are the hard time when you buy stuff you wouldn't wear anyway but you only buy it because it's on sale so you're better off paying full price just buying fewer items and wearing them Especially if it's a brand agree. you like. I don't mind paying full price for a smaller brand. They, they, their margins are tight. Exactly. I'm the same. And Yivu is the same as well because, like, if, you, if you're going to buy a dress from Yivu, it's going to be, like, $250 minimum. But, like, you know, they have small runs and they've got, like, limited prints. And, you know, if there's something that you want and you know you're going to love it. And also, like, I've got I've, – I've had my Yivu stuff for two years now and it still looks brand new. So I'm very happy to pay full price for well-made stuff. Let's talk about makeup. Makeup, the thing that I forgot about during 2020, but have rediscovered. <laughs> I know, right? I feel like we're talking. I feel like I'm talking about it for the first time. Like I'm 13. I'm like, have you guys discovered makeup? It's really oh. cool. I have finally mastered false lashes. Ooh. I used to always wear them when I shoot my videos for hair romance, and I wear like a ton of makeup when I do the videos. But I have discovered that I can wear them now in real life, like for parties, not for every day. But I have I've never been the person that has patience for lash extensions all the time, all the inclination. They're not my thing. Have you but ever I had do, them though? No, because yeah. I just know I, I would mush my face in the pillow night one and ruin all of that and then have like one half eye done for <laughs> until they all fell off. I would be picky. Because when when people are at the end of their lash extension cycle, it is not a good look. Have you this? It's so time consuming. It's like sixty to ninety minutes laying down with your eyes closed, so you can't multitask, and then you have to go every three to four weeks. I do not have that time available. Yeah, no, I probably I, do, but I put it to something else. Like I don't have. I don't. I'm not committed. Yeah, no, I totally agree, and I just kind of feel like the 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 time effort that you put into it the results are just not worth that. Like if I'm going to, if it's going to be 90 minutes of me lying down with my eyes closed, I'm going to want 10 years out of that. 10 years, 10 years of results. And then I'll come back. Not me accidentally rubbing my eye and taking (laughs) half of them off the next day is exactly what I would do. I've rubbed my eyes five times since recording this podcast. Like that's, it's not available to me either. But yeah, the, I recommend the Ardell Wispies and Demi Wispies. You can buy packs. And the trick I found is they also sell a lash applicator and it helps you like squish your lashes together with them. It's really good. Highly recommend. And I've also worked out that 
all mascara comes off on my face. Every <laughs> mascara I wear sits under my eyes. It's just like oily skin, I think. So I have to use a tubing mascara. And the Emco Extend Lash, which is like a supermarket one, is really good. So I recommend that cheap and cheerful option. Amazing. What about your makeup recommendations? So I recently switched from my Natio Tinted Moisturizer, which I still love, but I've been spruiking that for, I would say, like five or six years now. It's like the little white square looking bottle and it's really cheap. You can get it at like most chemists. And I switched to Face Theory Primer and Foundation and I'm really liking them. So... I switched because the tubes are recyclable, which is why I kind of made the switch in the first place, but I still love them. I'm not like, I'm not done with Natio Tinted Moisturizer because it's like, it's the most beautiful, like everyone who tries it is like, I don't know where this has been my whole life. Thank you, Carly. You are a genius. That's literally what they say to me. Um, But my, so I'm loving the face theory (laughs) stuff though. And I was a little bit reticent about actually like buying a foundation online like for the coloring but they had a really good guide and they if you buy the wrong one they will send you like if it doesn't work they'll send you a free replacement one shade up or one shade down oh that's perfect that's yeah. very good it's amazing what about beauty slightly different category mm, i have been body brushing as a kind of beauty Ooh. thing I, it's one of those things that i start and then forget about same but I have started again and I remembered why did I stop doing this? Just because it takes a bit of extra time. Like I have to remember to do it before I'm just jumping straight in the shower. But I, I always really remember like when it. I'm in. I mean, I'm like, yeah, I'm wet now. Same. Well, it's not going to work. Yes, I know. So I actually started putting the brush on the sink and then I would notice it as I was getting into the shower and that sort of helped. Nice. Uh, but I've also become really committed to my retinol skincare routine and I've been using micro rollers, which... I know, you know, we both have a mutual friend, Emily, who is amazing, who runs Microglow. And I, but I don't, never use retinol and a microneedling at the same time. Always Why? have to separate them. Because it's, it, uh, it's too strong. Okay. Uh, you always need to use something gentle after microneedling because your skin is, it will absorb up to 60% more skincare. So uh, the retinol is enough, just using on the surface and all of your lovely um, oils and moisturizers can go on when you microneedle. Oh, that's really good advice. I get into the thing and I don't read enough about the thing and I just jump straight in and do it. I go, oh, I shouldn't have done that. Um, so <laughs> mine is that I've been, I've started doing two pretty major things because I don't usually do anything particularly drastic to my skin. I'm kind of like sunscreen and like a handful of Pond's moisturizer, but I've been getting more into it. I'm wondering if my age has something to do with it. Mm, interesting. <laughs> so I, I actually was talking to Chrissy about this a couple of weeks ago. I have started doing dermablading. So this is where you get this like tiny little razor and you shave your face. And it sounded so weird when I read it. I'm like, you shave your face like that just seems like such an odd thing to do but um yeah I read about it and I really love it so I do it once a month it takes like five minutes and it's just like a really deep exfoliation so it just takes that whole layer off your skin and I was worried that I was gonna end up with just like like cat fur all over my face like I just imagined myself turning into like Hermione in uh Harry Potter where she turns accidentally turns herself into a cat um but it only like the it, the hair only grows back where it already was and it's not like thicker or fuller or anything. But I did have, like, we were talking about this and Chrissy doesn't necessarily believe that is true for everyone. Oh, see, look, I I know the science says the hair is cut, it's not going to change, but I have seen my thighs where I shaved them with a razor <laughs> where I was 12 on the inner thighs and now I have black hair there and I don't have black hair anywhere else on my legs except where I shaved when I was 12, so I don't, I, 
I just think my body would betray me and it would do it to spite me. And I would, the Italian in me wants to grow a beard. So it's, it would come out for sure. <laughs> That's the thing. So, so we had a low key chat about it and we're not entirely sure that, that, uh, microblading is available to, uh, women who have like thick hair, maybe not. I think, I think it is because a lot of them use it, but I definitely would sometimes suggest that test somewhere inconspicuous first. Test and patch. Yeah, every time, every time with anything like that. And also, you know your body, you know if you react to any sort of hair removal that might not be the one for you. It's not the one for me, but I definitely know people who love it. And I'm so glad it's working for you. It's working really well. I'm loving it. I just feel so fresh. Um, and I've also been um, microneedling as well. So yeah, our friend um, who owns Microglow, she has released a compostable microneedler and it is so good. And when you're done, you've got like the little thing on the top. And then when you're done, you just take off the, the metal bit and you can actually put the handle in green waste, which I'm really, really excited about. That's amazing. So, she spent a lot developing that. That is a very incredible thing. I know. I was yeah. so excited about it. And um, I actually did the copy for her on um, her packaging and stuff. Well, she, she did it first. And then she's like, can you just look over this and make sure it doesn't sound terrible? So no wonder it's so good. <laughs> <laughs> so who is a really cool person that you follow on Instagram that you reckon everyone should follow? Uh, I'm recommending that you follow Carla Rockmore. I think she's Carla.Rockmore. And she's just really fun style inspo. And I actually discovered her on TikTok because I don't really spend a lot of time on Instagram anymore. Oh, really? um, Yeah. And then she's still on Instagram as well, but she is so fun and she has an amazing wardrobe. You would love it. She used to design jewelry and is bringing out another collection, I think. And yeah, she's fun. And closer to home, a shout out to my friend, Joanne Gambali, who's like a sustainable stylist. She does a lot of slow fashion and secondhand and can source pieces and also just puts together really fun suggestions. I like both of them on Instagram. Oh, they sound great. Um, I need to know more about why you're not on Instagram anymore. Is it not what cool kids are doing? I'm oh, not on Instagram, am- but I'm also not on TikTok. So I didn't replace <laughs> Instagram. So I'm like, what is TikTok where everyone is now? Like for realsies? Oh, TikTok is so much more fun, but I still work on Instagram. Like I still have my work platforms, but Mm. socially I don't spend a lot of time on there. And I, it's so funny what works on Instagram does not work on TikTok. You're not there to be pretty. You're not there just to put some music up and show me a beautiful thing that is part of your day. TikTok is really real and funny and but it will also be what you like. The algorithm is so clever. It just serves me the content I want where every time I go on Facebook or Instagram, it serves me things I don't want. So yeah, that's how I, but I often discover the good people that any new accounts really that I've followed lately on Instagram, I've discovered them on TikTok, but sometimes if they're really good on TikTok, they have a terrible Instagram presence oh, because it's a different platform. They, it doesn't translate. Ah, oh, interesting. That's super annoying. Yeah, I, mm. I tried to get on TikTok and then just like vortexed way too hard and had to remove myself entirely. It's, I probably should do that. I need to, I set myself time limits on there and I use it just for fun. So I just yeah. go on there instead of watching TV. Sometimes I'll just go on TikTok. That's very healthy. I like that a lot. <laughs> uh, my recommendation for cool people to follow on Instagram is a comedian called uh, Lisa Gilroy and she's the Lisa Gilroy and she's just so funny. She does these like little sketches where like she dresses up as her period and her period is talking to her. It's She's really, really funny, but she's also really, really dark. There's one that I, that I, that I have to like link to set to someone because I find it so funny. She does this like fake little, uh, um, like it's an ad for a friendship bracelet 
thing and it's an American ad and then she's singing this song and then it like turns out that one of their friends died and they were like there was a whole there was a whole secret that they weren't supposed to tell each other and they accidentally drowned this friend in the pool and they're never going to tell each other and friends for life so funny it just got dark really quickly but I will I will link to that in the Facebook group if someone reminds me if they don't I will remind you (laughs) so what is the best restaurant you've been to recently I went after lockdown lifted. It's been so fantastic to go to restaurants. And we went back to Fred's in Paddington in Sydney. And I feel like it's a local secret because it's better than I remember. It doesn't really look that much from the street, It but inside is amazing. It's like this big open kitchen, almost like a, a chateau. And you sit in there and you sit just tables along the side of the kitchen and it is just the most incredible food, impeccable service. It's quite high end, but I just feel like it is the best value of delicious food, delicious service. We walked out of there on a cloud. It was amazing. Oh, that's a perfect recommendation. I love it. I wonder why I don't feel like it's talked about very much in Sydney because it's in the suburbs, but it's still Paddington. It's not very far from the city, but it's so good. Is Paddington the suburbs? I thought Paddington was like <laughs> like in a city. Like, isn't that kind of like a, a, a high end... It's a high-end suburb just next to the city, I guess. Yeah. yeah. But I, I feel like you don't – no one goes out of their way to sort of go – I mean, you do. I don't know. Yeah. But it, it's it's such a good restaurant. I just feel like it should be – yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah, well, hopefully more people will go there. Um, my restaurant is – yeah, we obviously don't get out much either, but we went to a place called Little Steamer in Canberra on the weekend with my parents. Uh, it was just really good. It's just in the city on London Circuit, but, like, up the Acton end of town and – the kid just ate an unholy amount of fried fish. Um, so, yeah, it was really good. They were really good with the kid and, you know, yeah, just really good, delicious food. So two recommendations if you live in Sydney and Canberra. Um, what about health and wellness? What are you trying at the moment? I have been trying to journal in the mornings and it has been a habit I've been keeping for quite a long time. And I created a journal that I do it and I do it in a different part of the house so it doesn't feel like I get to my desk and do it and I sort of try and do it first thing and it has been amazing I have always tried to do those sort of morning pages and things like that but this kind of journaling practice has been lovely and uh, shout out to um, Sonia Bavistock who kind of helped me start this practice and I'm really enjoying it and apart from that I haven't really been that wellness focused I'm getting back into my daily walks I feel like that is just something that really helps my mental health and just some fresh air is what we all need. So what made, what do you think made you stick to journaling more this time than the previous times you've tried it? I have a routine with it. I think that is part of it. And I write a little bit first and then to kind of help me keep writing when I stall or I don't want to do it anymore. I bought some of those um, like uh, inspiration cards and like I bought like a little set of, you know, there's all different types. Like this is a, I think it's called work your light or something like that. And so I shuffle and I pick a card and then it kind of has a little prompt. And then I write from that. I write about what I think about from that. And that helps me just kind of persevere because I'll get through the first little part of journaling. And then that little next part is what tips me just to kind of keep writing a little bit more. And a little bit of an intention for the day. Yeah, I love that because often I have the same thing and then it it just ends up being being me me complaining. Like I'll just just be like, start my morning page like, this is shit and I don't like this and I'm really tired. I'm like, what is going on? Like, do you need therapy? So it's, that's, I like. Yeah, you don't want it to turn into like a big to-do list either. Like, yeah, it's sort of notes, but I'm like, if I pick this, it ends it on a positive note and it feels quite like 
little woo, but just in a fun way. Yeah, no, I look, I'm, I'm woo adjacent. I love a, I love a cheeky bit of woo. Um, my wellness thing is not um, as, as lovely as yours, but I've cut back on my dairy again because my period pain flared up again. And unfortunately it's working. It's just, I'm so bummed. I love my cheese, but I don't like being in pain. So trying to strike the balance is really hard, but I have figured out that I can actually eat as much dairy as I like when I've got my period with no consequences. So once my period stops, I stop and then yeah. if I don't have dairy the rest of the time and thankfully I've got a pretty long period it goes for like six to seven days most of the time so that's that's dairy week yeah. and then um and then I cut it off and then it's back to the old nutalex and coconut milk and then when my period starts again I'm like can someone get me some ice cream and a flat white made with full-on dairy milk thank you very much <laughs> oh I'm sorry that that's what but less pain is good but yeah Less pain is good. So, yeah. Anyway, I reckon that just, that just about wraps it up, my love. Thank you so much for coming on the show today. It's been charming talking to you. And I cannot believe how much time just passed. It's been like 45 minutes. It felt like 10 minutes. And as I was like like writing out the questions today, I was like, oh, we'll do this one. We'll do this one. I'm like, oh, no, we'll cut it back. I, I, we'll keep it to under half an hour. We just went so over. I'm sorry. I can't keep it under half an hour. And I can't just give you one recommendation. But I hope some of them were helpful. And I have just loved chatting with you this has been the best oh thank you so much That's it for this week. Thank you for listening to Very Excellent Habits, the podcast that helps you create little habits for a big life. I'm Carly Jacobs. You can find me on Instagram at Very Excellent Habits. You can also email me, contact at carlyjacobs.com. You can also record a question for me to answer on the show at speakpipe.com forward slash Very Excellent Habits. I had a bank of these saved up for this season and now I'm totally out. So I need some more. If you want to cringe at hearing your own voice on your favorite podcast, hop to it. Oh, and one more thing, please leave a rating and a review. Thank you so much to those who have been leaving them. It absolutely makes my day. Until next time, remember, little habits, big life.